Welcome to Evolution Revolution with Dulcinea. It is late fall of 2013, just past the six-year anniversary of Evolution Revolution. Only now in the 21st century do humans have the awareness of our capacities to consciously create and take action in a way that optimizes the evolutionary process. We are on the brink of 2014, opening new energetic gateways to allow new possibilities to express themselves through a most magnificent evolutionary process led by the infinite realms of divine intelligence. Evolution Revolution is focused on offering the listeners intuitive and balanced information that fosters transformation both personally and globally, ultimately raising the consciousness on planet Earth. Please explore more about myself, Evolution Revolution, Voices of Change, past guests and archives, media articles, services, and much more at www.dulcineacontreras.wordpiece.com and in iTunes by searching the podcast section using my name as the keywords Dulcinea Contreras for both Evolution Revolution and Voices of Change or using keywords Dulcinea333 or Dulcinea007 for any time listening. Thank you for joining the show today, wherever you may be listening. On Evolution Revolution, I am honored to have an appearance from Barbara Marks Hubbard. Deepak Chopra refers to her as the voice for conscious evolution. She is the subject of Neil Donald Walsh's book, The Mother of Invention, and many would agree she is the global ambassador for conscious change. At her heart, Barbara Marks Hubbard is a visionary and a social innovator. She is an evolutionary thinker who believes that global change happens when we work collectively and selflessly for the greater good. She realizes that the lessons of evolution teach us that problems are evolutionary drivers and crises precede transformation giving a new way of seeing and responding to our global situation. As a prolific author and educator, Barbara has written several books on social and planetary evolution. She has produced, hosted, and contributed to countless documentaries seen by millions of people around the world. In conjunction with the Shift Network, Barbara co-produced the Worldwide Birth 2012, multimedia event that was seen as a historic turning point in exposing the social, spiritual, scientific, and technological potential in humanity. In 1984, her name was placed in nomination for the Vice Presidency of the United States on the Democratic ticket, calling for a peace room to scan for, map, connect, and communicate what is working in America and the world. She also co-chaired a number of Soviet American citizen summits, introducing a new concept called SINCON to foster synergistic convergence with opposing groups. In addition, she co-founded the World Future Society and the Association for Global New Thought. Barbara Marks Hubbard is not an idealist, nor does she believe that social and planetary change is simple, but she does believe that humanity has the tools, fortitude, and resolve to take the leap towards conscious evolution. Welcome, Barbara. Well, Dulcinea, you've basically made my talk. (laughs) (laughs) You did very well in saying many of the things that I think are important, so thank you. You're so welcome. So today is December 4th, 2013. Therefore, it has been almost a year since the end of the Mayan calendar last December 21st, 2012. So where are we currently in the paradigm of conscious evolution, Barbara? Well, this is such a great question. Uh, You know, we were celebrating what we called a planetary birth of a new culture, of a new era. And when the Mayan calendar uh, said something is ending, that is true. 
a certain form of consciousness, a certain form of growth has to end or the planet will be destroyed. Meanwhile, on December 22nd, we said, let's celebrate what's being born. And so we're going to have another celebration on December 22nd, 2013, from 1 to 4 p.m. Pacific, on what people think is being born in them and in the world. And so I'd like to say what what I feel is being born in, in me and others. First of all, just the awareness that we are post-birth. That means we're members of a planetary body. The planet itself has shifted to a new phase, even though it's very subtle and it's not in our politics, it's not in our media, it's not in our big systems, but there are millions of us, as you've been saying, who are shifting. And I think the first part of the post-birth personal shift is a deeper incarnation of the essence of your being as who you are. That your identity shifts to that um, essential self, universal self, higher frequency of being that you are identifying as your true nature rather than projecting it out onto masters or gods outside you. It's incarnational, incarnational embodiment of essence. And with that comes a whole process of shifting the authority from the outer authorities which are failing to the inner authority of your own deeper guidance, your own um, impulse of evolution. So that's one piece. A second part of what happens personally is vocational passion arises to participate at a deeper level of your own expression of life. Whatever that may be, it feels like the life purpose of people is growing to find the better, fuller, greater expression of who we uniquely are. That would be a second thing. And a third thing is the development of synergistic process or co-creation as a method of conscious evolution. If conscious evolution means evolution by choice, not chance, how do you evolve consciously You really don't do it alone. You do it with one or more others. They say, as you know, the famous phrase, when two or more are gathered, there I am. And this process of social synergy, of co-creation, of small group process, it feels to me in the moving into the macro level that we're moving toward what I'm calling synergistic democracy. That we're moving from the top-down structures of civilization that built all of this, whether it be political, religious, uh, corporate structures, into a synergistic, co-creative model vastly enhanced by Internet so that the real movement of this post-birth is the emergence of a new culture. And I would call it the culture of co-creation and conscious evolution and fulfillment of divine destiny. So I think that's what I, I see. Very powerful time in our in our human evolution, and it it all has evolved um, so powerfully over the last like fifty years in in this decade and in this in these years to come. It's so there's so many possibilities. And your book, Conscious Evolution: Awakening the Power of Our Social Potential, is such a key work 
I read that originally when I was in college um, studying social psychology and molecular cellular biology, and it really was for me the the core piece of integrating all that I was studying, and it helped me understand my search for personal meaning um, on a greater level. And I was reading through that book recently, and it really leads us to the post-birth era of we are we are manifesting our universal humanity currently. We are emerging and we are now applying all that you've been working on for the last 50, 60 years. And it's really amazing to see it uh, showing up politically, socially, and, and in people's personal lives. It's just been a really powerful time in history. So I was reading your blog re- recently in late November, and I found the topic of repositioning to be very important, and I know you've just briefly mentioned that. For my own personal journey, uh, having been doing Evolution Revolution the last six years, but I, I feel personally that I'm being led to create changes within that, and you, you termed that repositioning. Can you elaborate on the importance of that at this time of post-birth? Yes, I think that um, I have this little book called The 52 Codes, and there's one um, that it's, I'm, I'm seeing if, if I can find it right here. It's The basic code is be ready for the new pattern when the greater pattern is ready for you. <laughs> and because we're in post-birth, here it is, be ready to repattern at the next stage when the larger pattern is ready for you. And this is from my, my book. There's a paragraph. The larger process of evolution is repositioning you. Due to the planetary shift, your new position is being readied for you, but you must be ready for it. Everything that is dysfunctional in your life go, gets more dysfunctional, while new functionalities start emerging. Your new identity as a young universal human takes hold. Your creativity unfolds toward new life purpose. You're being called to express yourself in new and dynamic ways. The future present is magnetizing you forward. As you feel called to greater awareness and action, be ready for the very fabric of your life to re-pattern. Well, I am finding that in myself, that the pattern of life that I've had as mainly a communicator, pioneering, uh, visionary, experimenter, is now changing to being part of an evolutionary core of universal humans. That is to say, people who have uh, incarnated just exactly what you're saying, Elsadia, that they they know their, their own essence. We are being guided from within. And what is really new for me is when you get in one of those deeply attuned frequency related core groups, a new membrane of intelligence begins to surround you. And this comes from Bruce Lipton's uh, study in uh, epigenetics and evolutionary biology, which is intelligence is in the membrane of the cell. And one reason that we have ever more complex multicellular organisms is that they become more intelligent when they're able to form new whole systems that have a membrane of greater intelligence. So what I'm discovering is that the membrane of greater intelligence is vastly enhanced if I'm in a universal human core. But what I mean by a universal human core, it's people in whom this impulse of evolution is their primary driver. There are all kinds of people and all kinds of ways of being on this earth, but the ones that have this evolutionary impulse alive in them, from revolution to evolution, when you form the circles of two or more in, of, of, with, with colleagues and friends in order to manifest more of the new pattern of who you are, 
what happens is the membrane around you increases and you become more intelligent. And one more step after that is you connect more deeply with any other group doing the same. And you become part of what I'm calling in large-scale terms synergistic democracy because it's no longer win-lose oppositional structures that can do this. It is co-creative, attuned to the impulse structures. And this is happening not at the top of any power system. It's happening among all of us, amplified by Internet, as we're on like right now, such that we're creating a new planetary nervous system that I believe in the next very short period of time, that nervous system, the global brain, the noosphere, as Teilhard de Chardin called it, will become coherent. We'll have a collective consciousness on this earth that we are all members of one planetary body. And the people who get this uh, early on, like ourselves, will form small circles and nucleus of the new of the new culture and of the new humanity. That is a very exciting, exciting point that you make, and it's really exciting to be a part of it. And I think a point that I want to really reiterate is the, the the increase in intelligence due to the membrane increasing because of that internal evolutionary impulse is really being described by you in your current work as the genius code. Am I clear? Yes. And and I find that people are 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 awakening to the fact that the genius code is overriding the genetic code, which we have focused on particularly the last 20 years in science. Would you agree? Yes, yes, that's right. And so I think that awakening others to the fact that the the genetic code has had relevance, but we now have a new potential-filled possibility to focus on the genius code if we individually do that and awaken just the awareness of that, the collective side effects are going to be an increased awareness to this to this evolutionary pattern. Well, that's so true. And here's a way to look at it. We're shifting from maximum procreation, which basically is joining genes, to co-creation, which is joining genius. And from joining genes to joining genius is particularly operative because we're hitting a a limit to population growth. We literally cannot keep reproducing up to maximum and survive. So wherever women have freedom, they're having fewer children. And the next stage of that is becoming activated from within, giving birth to your own greater potential. So we're shifting from giving birth to reproducing ourselves, giving birth to the new child, to giving birth to the new human. I mean, it's really amazing. I'm going to be 84 on December 22nd. And this is another part of the feminine co-creators. As they get older, they get newer. <laughs> How exciting. <laughs> they get they get because if they say yes to that impulse the impulse doesn't have any age the creative impulse of the divine force of creation in you has no age but because we're in post birth then we should definitely recognize that the impulse of creation in us is growing and going to take dominion within us so it's no longer your egoic self that's running the show. It's your essential self. It's that impulse in you as your vocation, as your life purpose, as your calling. And this holds the key to us really creating that social transformation and that's needed right now to allow us to evolve as human beings. Right. And I think that is so important. And, you know, I, I, I must make the connection here for myself on a personal level, and I think for our listeners as well, 
you in conscious evolution, you discuss what we can do now, and you break it down into four four elements, and you say it's the seven steps on the path of co-creator by creating evolutionary circles, and then you um, touch upon the ten rings of empowerment, the SINCON, and then through the Internet, through the co-creation Evolve website. Right. And I think those points tie into us really being in our creative impulse and into that limitless revolutionary woman energy, as you've just described. And I find it so meaningful that you were able to lay these steps out for us in the 90s yes. that, we are, that we are now having to apply as we come to a close in 2013. Have you, you know, it's, it's unusual for visionaries to live long enough to see their vision happen. And, and I think I was among those visionaries I always always tried to test out visions. You know, I wasn't just purely visionary. I was really motivated to uh, manifest these visions in different forms, like running for vice president or citizen summits or teachings of various kinds. And when I'm seeing them all happening, and I'm 84, and I'm post-birth, I had this phrase, I've made my transition and I'm still here. And my transition is, you know, in, in the near-death experiences, you turn into light bodies. Yeah. Well, I'm feeling that this is a bit metaphysical, mystical, that when you incarnate your own universal self, essential self frequency, post-birth on a planetary scale, you're going to find yourself evolving into an, a next level of our species. That, that the species Homo sapiens sapiens really originated self-consciousness. And that was a great advance over the earlier types of homos. Now the self-conscious humans are becoming conscious evolutionaries. They're becoming conscious of that deeper self, the divine self within them as who they are. So I am feeling, willing to imagine that your body is changing because it's regenerative. To feel this way, there's a sense of regeneration. There's a sense of expectation and excitement and sometimes uh, confusion because there's too much to do. And I, it is very interesting because of being 84, which is usually considered old, to feel so new. And I'm wondering if how many other women are feeling this way. I'm going to be teaching a course down at the Sophia Institute in February about the feminine co-creator. And I'm holding classes on regenopause, which is my word for postmenopausal women who get turned on instead of instead of getting older we're getting ever more creative i mean that is a phenomenon of the species i i think we're a new type of species and that the feminine postmenopausal woman is a species advance that's just beginning to come in because before she would I, she'd be dead <laughs> she, she wouldn't <laughs> I mean, she wouldn't be here or she'd have so many grandchildren and all that she she wouldn't uh, be free like this. I agree. That really validates that shift that you've identified from procreation to co-creation but captured it in what we would call the later life as a human. Yes, it it does. And, and so this can happen, of course, in the, it's happening in the younger women because they already know this. They know that their role in life is not simply to procreate and die young uh, after menopause. Their their role is to be co-creators whether or not they have children. So the co-creative impulse in the younger woman is certainly taking uh, a step forward. And whether or not she chooses to have children, she definitely is choosing to give birth to her, her own authentic self. 
I couldn't and agree with you more on a personal level. How how old are you, Dulcinea? I'm 36 this year, and uh-huh. I I actually just had my first and only child about four months ago. Oh, you did! Congratulations! Yes. Thank you. And I actually never um, planned on having children. It was something that was a, a pleasant surprise. And yes. my personal journey has been since my early 20s to manifest my authentic higher self. It's just been my only focus. And it's been really neat to um, experience that. However, it's been very confusing because there was no social um, institution <laughs> that helped me in that. I had to go on the uh, personal journey and come across your work and Neil Donald Walsh's work and um, many other authors and really integrate all of those that information mm-hmm. synchronous to my to my academic pursuits and my my career pursuits and that's what led me to creating Evolution Revolution was to create a portal or an, a channel for me to express my authentic self as a woman who was just really um, innately driven to create and to understand and to express. Well, Dulcinea, you are a perfect example of the evolutionary woman. <laughs> you really are. I mean, there's <laughs> I feel, just no doubt I that, that. I mean, and as the younger uh, version of it, because you have a when you think of it, your life extension also is very much longer. I, mean, I was with a 35 year old friend the other day, and he said, "The current view is that if they really do learn nanotechnology and some of these other possibilities, that your lifespan can be so much longer than the ordinary lifespan that you, that we're really going into a new phase of evolution here." So fewer children, longer lifespan, and greater capacities in a planet that is itself evolving. I mean, we're 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 part of a planetary system. We're all cells in the planetary body in that sense. So here's the big thought: is if this membrane theory is correct for small groups and the connections of small groups, it, it's also necessary that the planetary nervous system could be coming together as a whole. And that we could actually be finding ourselves as uh, a planetary species. Hi there. Good morning. You know that that but you know. Are you familiar with the phrase noosphere? Yes, yes. It was introduced in your book, Conscious Evolution, quite yeah. quite thoroughly. Yeah, the 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 global brain, as Peter Russell called it, now with internet, with Google, with Facebook, with over six billion cell phones the nervous system of planet Earth has been grown. And that nervous system is now ready to uh, connect. And those of us who are evolving like this and connecting with each other and talking on Internet like this, we are infusing the global brain right now with this, with this uh, frequency. And we're changing the morphogenetic field of consciousness of Earth right now in this call and all other calls like this. I mean, this is, uh, this is both very local and very planetary simultaneously. Very validating to the mission of Evolution Revolution when I launched and, and today, six years later. It's just so, it's so exciting, the possibilities for us. So here we are now in fall of 2013. Where are we going in the next few years? Let's just focus on the next few years to make it digestible. You know what I think? That as we're hearing, the climate change is a very fast-moving problem. And they say it's irreversible. That is to say, global warming is irreversible. And it is true that there will be many places going underwater and there will be mass migration and there will be dislocation of current economic growth civilization. And there'll be a shift in the culture that's happening out of the crisis being the evolutionary driver as well as out of the personal growth of so many of us. And as this starts happening, I, I, my vision of it 
was well stated in that vice presidential campaign is that we're going to start identifying in every field and every function what's emergent, what's creative, what's uh, compassionate, what's sustainable, what's innovative, and there will be a mass rapid connectivity of innovations that are working. And it will be done through Internet and connections of all these different sectors of society. And we will see the, the beginning outlines of a new culture. And those, the faster that can happen and be on Internet and be made coherent, I'm offering a pattern for it, which I'm calling the, the um, wheel of co-creation. Are you familiar with that, Dulcinea? Yes, also that was in the book that you... It was, yes, and it's also on my website, evolve.org. And I describe it on that. The wheel of co-creation is our turn on the spiral. If you can envision um, a spiral starting universe, earth, life, animal life, human life, now take the next spiral and put a wheel in it and put every spoke of that wheel is a different function, health, education, economics, arts, media, and so forth. And you see what's emerging in every one of those spokes connected by this resonant field of co-creation and synergy, which is more than cooperation. It's matching needs and resources as a part of a whole system. It is possible that there will be enough social synergy in the next five years to begin to shift the balance of power from the top-down structures to the synergistic structures. And it will be an evolution, not a revolution, because these new structures are not attempting to tear down old systems. They're attempting to build new systems that are not necessarily, except in some cases, if there's really evil action of some kind going on, particularly like in the environment. Like my daughter is working to save the wildlife of Canada from the pollution caused by fish farms. Now, she's met up with opposition, which is opposition from the government, opposition from the corporations making money off this, and the international trade that Canada gets from this. And she realized they're lying, Sure. I mean, it was like she she's a her name is uh, Alexandra Morton. If anybody wants to look this up and help her, she's an amazing researcher, scientific researcher into the exact cause of the viruses from the fish farms that is exactly causing the death of salmon upon which the the local culture and, and much of the culture depends and the lies that are being made about this. And she finally said it's not going to be government or uh, corporations because they they are profiting from it. It's going to be the people not buying farmed fish. And she said if 2% of the population in, in, in California refuses to eat farmed salmon, they can have more effect on changing this than any type of political social action that she could do. So she joined the food revolution with Ocean Robbins and things like that. Well, you see, that's what the kind of thing that will be happening. We could just simply not buy farmed salmon. Farmed salmon. That's easy. I was at a meeting yesterday here in Santa Barbara where... Ronaldo Brutico of the World Business Academy said, we need to have a new goal, which is to shift to hydrogen in California and get rid of all polluting uh, fuels and coal and, and gas and oil. And if we could do this in California and shut down nuclear plants, we could do it in California. We can affect the world we can affect the nation, and we can affect the world. Now, this is another citizens' movement. They're yeah. all citizens' movements. They're not coming from the top down of anything. And an example of that that we saw, um, interestingly, was with the presidential campaign, uh, Obama's campaign, 
was, this is more on a political structure, but it is all intertwined. Um, it, his campaign was different than they had any campaign they had ever seen in history, and he launched that starting with small groups. He did, you see, and he, here's what's happened to him. When he won and he got to the top of the old structure, and that old structure is also controlled by corporate structure, he is almost impotent to get anything done at the top of the system. He was much more powerful when he was campaigning than when he won because the structure is inhibiting the impulse that he won with. And that, the, that. and that the citizens support him in winning. And many people got disillusioned, but what I got was an even greater awareness that what we're heading for is a new extended form of self-governance or democracy, which is synergistic co-creative democracy, and it's happening at the level of Internet and people rather than the top of the government structures. Yes, I feel as if he opened a gateway to the current evolution of top-down structure to synergistic structure. It, it's like he opened the uh, doorway of that of that system. Yes, shifting. he did. He did. He did. So even if we are disillusioned in some respects to his inability to shift things the way that he intended, he he still is powerful and important for our larger shift in evolution. To by opening that doorway, it will create a domino effect or a quantum leap to come. Uh, uh, absolutely, and I'm feeling exactly the way you do, and I have great deal of empathy and sympathy for the situation. Sure. Of somebody of his quality being trapped. I mean, sometimes I just cry for him, you know. But this it's structural. The problems are structural. Sure. Uh, so that's what we just have to recognize here. And that's, that is what we've been talking about and what you've been writing about for years and years and years is that there's going to be social, political, technological transformation. And that's all going to occur through a shift in structure. So we have to encounter these problems or these crises structurally to create a shift because that's the definition of evolution. That's it. You, you know, you are really brilliant. Uh, you, you are so clear about all of this. And um, I want, can you send me a copy of this talk so oh, I can put course. it on my website and publicize you and of me course. too? Absolutely. I'll do that while I'm following our conversation. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Yes, it's so it's a really exciting opportunity right now in our history, even though it may feel as if we're in a in a crisis or in in a struggle. Even as you mentioned um, in our in our global climate, I recall when I was in college, which wasn't too long ago, um, I was in ecology. I was studying biology, and you know, global warming was still in debate. Well, yes. Ten, Ten years later, global warming is established as a clear trend. There's no longer a debate. And I recall writing um, in my consciousness an article that was published in Vision Magazine, which is a, a consciousness magazine here in San Diego. And it, it was about the, the global weather changes to come. So there's a lot of hope, even in the, within the scientific community, that we have challenges or questions or denials <laughs> about mm -hmm, certain mm -hmm. issues and they can change very drastically through very minimal human experience. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I'm a little, I had a, a call last night with the Sisters of St. Joseph where they were describing how six women in France in the 1600s decided to form circles and the circle spread, and they developed the closest thing to synergistic democracy that I've ever seen. And it's really interesting that within the whole sort of top-down Vatican structure, they have the greatest example of democracy among evolutionary women, religious. <laughs> it's really, wow. really beautiful. It's amazing how there have been 
we have been plugged with this for centuries. You know, um, if if you give me right now, because I'm sending this to somebody else, give me your email and I'll send it to you because there's a download you can get. What, Dulcinea, what's your email? Sure, it's light for all, L-I-G-H-T-S-O-R-A-L-L at gmail.com. Light for all at gmail.com, okay. That's correct. I'm sending it to you right now. Okay, fantastic. Fantastic. So we really are just, again, I reiterate, we're at an exciting time in the evolution of the human species, and we really, each of us, our responsibility is to, as you presented, consciously evolve, and the mechanism to do so is through creativity. It's through tapping into our membrane of greater intelligence, as you presented, and activating our genius code, and just really creating um, who we are authentically in the divine. And I, 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 I think that's exactly it. And I, I really believe all of this is natural. You know, I, I sometimes get over excited and over, over, I don't know, over everything. But the the thing is that I'm trying to remember in my own self discipline is what I is it, what of this am I actually doing and what of this is already happening that um, I don't have to be even thinking about doing? You know, it just has to do with organization of things. Yeah. You know, when you see you have a bigger mission than you have now, well, then you have to get really, really going on what that is. Exactly, exactly. I can relate to that personally, and I see that there are others who relate to that. It's exciting. There are so many teachers um, on the planet right now who have opened up these gateways. I mean, Gary Zukoff writing about the multi-sensory individual. Right. I think I, Oprah exposed him in the 90s. And yes. that was where I found him personally. And I'd, every week I'd sit down and take notes and watch his multi-sensory because I naturally was extremely intuitive. And I needed to understand that. So just the, the accumulation, the summation of all of these teachers have really allowed us to, as a species, prepare for this transformation. And as you've mentioned, incarnate what our light bodies into this physical human <laughs> experience, allowing us to embrace what's to come. Well, you've really got the whole thing worked out. <laughs> I think I can no. retire I think think you've laid the platform for people like myself to really um, take the next, lead us to the next step and manifest as you present, you know, um, it's it's like we never get comfortable in our seat as soon as we've mastered or conquered. It's like the universe says, okay, manifest greater, um, move forward, create more. And it's always as if there's a greater or grander platform to to work on and for, to head towards. I know. So I, I want to say, where if you if there are any women, you know, over fifty on, listening to this show, is to realize that you're entering into regenopause, and you're going into the the greatest phase of growth of 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 life. That's exciting. That's really exciting for us younger women to look forward to. It is. It, it really, really is. And it shifts the societal norms uh, that aging is not a positive thing, which personally I've never agreed with. And and I, I feel like it's allowing us women to look forward to stepping into our shoes in a greater it, way. It, 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 it is because I think it's also really deep in the body because the body is designed to reproduce itself. So it produces these eggs. And that is a certain takes a certain toll on the body too. And even if you don't have a child, whether without a child, there's there's a a certain toll on your body. I'm in the kitchen for just a minute. I hope nobody minds. No and problem. <laughs> the the um, result of that is that when you're no longer menstruating, that your body doesn't produce eggs, and there is a frequency in the body that gets turned on by vocational arousal. It gets turned on by supra sex. (laughs) 
it gets turned on by the desire to co-create. And the desire to co-create stimulates, I believe, the membrane of the cells that regenerates the cells. Because instead of aging, you're creating. Rather than procreating, you're co-creating. And I can feel it in myself. If I lose track of where it is I think I'm functioning well, I will feel exhausted and want to go to sleep and die. If I find I'm on track and giving more of who I truly am and what is needed, my energy springs up so much that that sometimes it's a little bit overwhelming. And I have to deal with a surplus of energy even because the power of the incarnate impulse of evolution is the creative force itself. And I think what we're doing is is embodying the creative force to co-create rather than procreate. That's what's and again, happening. Yes, and again, you've laid this out in Conscious Evolution years and years and years ago. That this I know. In the four S's, the convergence zone. And you <laughs> talked about that. Yes. Well, yes, you certainly got, got it well down, Dulcinea. I, I really read this book. I recall my social psychology professor who was an amazing mentor. He says, oh, goodness, you have your head in the clouds and your feet on the ground. What do we do with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're doing a wonderful job, really. Thank you. It's, it's a humbling journey, and I, I really enjoy it. So I agree with you exp- explaining how you just described um, your, you know, your burst of energy as a woman when you tap into that, that energetic potential. And you know, being a clairvoyant, interestingly, I do lots, I've done lots of healings on myself and other women, and I can see that their energy where the ovaries are, whether they're present or have been removed through surgery, there's like pockets of what I see as bright pink energy. And that energy, once we've stimulated it and move it through our bodies, creates like a, an, um, a gateway to the limitless, infinite, abundant, all-encompassing self. It does. It and does. I see and, that. I and you see, see that. society needs the birth of the co creative self of the feminine. Mm-hmm. Because as the masculine top down structures fail, the rise of the new structures are more embodied in the feminine than in the masculine. And we can see that trickle effect has been occurring with the increased uh, women in power that are CEOs and VPs. Even in the corporate realms, I mean, women have been increasing in these roles to, again, open doors, lay platforms, and I see energetically to open those gateways so that this top-down structure, when it began to collapse, not if, but when, that the synergistic structure would have roots. Right. I see that. And that's really exciting. So that's really what we're here and what your work is here to do in my show Evolution Revolution and what's to come from me is to really allow others to feel validated if they're experiencing this and to tap into their own inner divine potential and to manifest that in a way that supports this new co-creative synergistic structure to come. Exactly. You've got it, Elsinia. Yeah. You could just, uh, you know, I, I can now retire. But I see I couldn't uh-huh. retire. That's the thing. Please don't. Please don't. Trust me, we, your work is much needed. And, you know, you, without you, women like myself wouldn't have had, as you know, I've referred to your book, Conscious Evolution, throughout the hour, we wouldn't have had the resources or the theory or the understanding to manifest and create as we are today. Well, anybody who wants to order the book, please ask them to go to evolve.org and to the bookstore, and it's all in there. And, and you you know what else is in there is something called the Evolve Pack, is if somebody would like to um, get a, one or two movies that, that tell this story and have a little gathering in their fa- neighborhoods, their families, their friends, they can become communicators of this because the Evolve Pack is in order to take the story on the road. And I saw that, and it's really needed. It incorporates all of your your videos, DVDs, and it really is an applied version of your your material throughout the years from Conscious Evolution, Emergence, all the way yes. to your recent book of Birth 2012 and beyond. And the featured films are Humanity Ascending and 
visions of a universal humanity, and you featured it all in a convenient backpack on the go. I see that here. And yes. It's an, a great value. So, again, you can go to Barbara's website at evolve.org or barbaramarkshubbard.com. And, yes. you know, also you can follow your blog, which is really wonderful. I, I personally love to follow, of course, your blog and on Facebook as well. Uh-huh. And I, I enjoy reading your, um, like, for instance, your look for what's emerging pattern, that repositioning idea, it validated me in all ways, which, again, led me to go into meditation and manifestation. So for others who are looking for um, reinforcement, guidance, daily validation, really tapping into your resources can be a powerful tool. Right. I it's highly re- recommend it. Thank you. Thank you, um, Dalshanea. <sighs> An exciting, exciting time for all of us here. And you've, you've contributed so much to humanity from from A to Z. And I, there's no one can say it better than Neil Donna Walsh or Deepak Chopra. They've really, really allowed you to be the leader of our conscious evolution and have trickled effect into my generation and the generations to come for my son's generation who's only four months old. Really, I know, it's just amazing. And, you know, (laughs) when he was born, I saw him and I just saw this little Buddha. And then then I read an author's um, excerpt on what the children who are entering today would be called, and she defined it as little Buddha. And I thought, oh, that is so exciting. I can't wait to see. So our work is so important to create this evolutionary shift that we are going through on Earth today. Well, this is great, Um, Dulcinea. I really appreciate your work very much. Well, thank you so much. And and mutually, I appreciate yours, as I've mentioned. It's just been key to me developing into who I've become. So Tell everyone to to check on the um, Shift Network for the December 22nd, uh, noon to 4 p.m. Pacific. There'll be a telephone call celebrating year one of the planetary birth. Okay, that's an exciting time. So everyone, December 22nd, 2013, from 12 to 4 p.m. Pacific time on the Shift Network, which you're very powerful on and you've been a part of for um, some time now and offering talks and increasing the consciousness through that. So feel free to explore more of her past efforts on there and her current efforts coming up. And how exciting, and um, I would call it synchronous, that your birthday is December 22nd. I know, it's really, really... (laughs) Divine. (laughs) Yes, it's divine destiny that I have my birthday on the planetary birthday when my mission was to tell the story of the planetary birth. So, I mean, that, that that really has a lot of coincidence, <laughs> synchronicity yeah. or synergies connected with my my own life path was, you know, it was completely out of the ordinary for a woman in the early 60s with five children to be guided to go tell the story of the birth of the universal humanity. Now, and I did, and and I do want to... In, you know, encourage everybody who feels they have an outlandish vision <laughs> yes, to, yes. to say, okay, test it out. It doesn't mean jump off a cliff or leave everybody, but just take a step in the direction. So I would test out studying cosmogenesis. I, stu- I tested out telling my neighbors about the planetary billions of years of evolution. <laughs> and they yes. all more or less uh, disappeared for a while. Because <laughs> I wasn't I very, understand. I wasn't very good at telling the story, and then I began to tell the story better because I got feedback. You know, that's why I want people to get the Evolve Pack because then they're going to learn how to do this. They're going to learn how how to to tell the story themselves from the point. You see, that my story is simply a version of the story. And the story is the universe story. You know, it's not something that I made up like uh, a personal experience. It's the uh, 13.8 billion years of evolution coming from source, from infinite intelligence, through all of this to us, and we are now incarnating it. That's the story. And we're the first generation to become conscious that we are... 
affecting our own evolution, and therefore we have to become conscious evolutionaries to survive. See, that's, that's really not a personal philosophy or a personal story. But within that, everybody has their own story. Like, how is it affecting you? How is it affecting me? How is it affecting everybody on the call? But we have one big story, and it's a story of universal evolution. And, and that is a very great thing because the story of universal evolution is progressive, directional, goes to higher complexity, higher consciousness for billions of years. So if people get discouraged and say, oh, I don't think we're going to make it, what they have to realize is that problems are evolutionary drivers and crisis precedes transformation. Yes, yes. So, I mean, I I think this story, I I want everybody to get the Evolve Pack and uh, also to check on my website, evolve.org, and they'll see the whole story of the Wheel of Co-Creation. And they can build their own wheel locally. They can form circles locally. You see, everybody can do this themselves. That's the, the wonderful, wonderful thing because, you see, it doesn't... It, it's so many things, like if you try to have a revolution, you have to tear things down. It, it, it's, a huge, it's a huge and almost impossible task given the state of the world. Whereas if you decide to become an evolutionary the force is with you yes and as you've demonstrated throughout your lifetime and will continue to demonstrate the possibilities are infinite and the the likelihood of a, a synergistic structure is very very high to continue the human species evolving and to allow us to thrive and um, come out of these transformations and these crises in a higher light and in a more infinite, limitless experience. Right, exactly. I I think it's very exciting. I recommend all of our listeners explore more about Barbara Marks Hubbard at evolve.org. And please, as she's mentioned, please pick up her Evolve Pack to help you and others around you to co-create from the ground up and work on our shift in humanity from within yourself and let a domino effect and create a a huge outpouring of of co-creating and allowing that to land us in a more powerful synergistic structure where we can thrive and all function in our higher divine limitless selves, our authentic selves. Well, that is very, very well said, um, Dulcinea. And you send me this tape, please. I certainly uh, will. With, I'll with get it out there. Hour. You, you sounds wonderful. Thank all you right. so much. The infinite pool of oneness in which all, all human beings are derived from is the same oneness that we can limitlessly tap into as we consciously choose to create who we are, how we express ourselves with awareness, and the way that we positively contribute to our life, species, planet, and the larger galaxy. Our human potential and our awareness of it is continuously increasing to support the evolutionary shifts that are currently occurring within and around us. Only when we act and apply this awareness can we begin to positively impact our individual and collective lives through creative expression that powerfully ripples into exciting shifts for both you and the script of humanity. Please join me in, in the future on revolutionary independent production of Evolution Revolution, as well as in the Evolution Revolution archive shows with inspirational authors that can be found in iTunes for any time listening by searching under the podcast section using my name, Dulcinea Contreras. These archive shows are available 24 hours a day to listen to, for downloading at no charge and include divine talent such as Neil Donna Walsh, Barbara Marks Hubbard, Dr. Amit Goswami, Gary Zukoff and Linda Francis, David Robert Ord, Robert Friedman, and much, much more. Please share Evolution Revolution with others who may desire to join us for an enlightening experience and be sure to connect with me on Facebook via Evolution Revolution Radio fan page as well as Twitter, And you can find several of my book reviews for authors who have appeared on Evolution Revolution at goodreads.com 
by searching my name, Dulcinea Contreras. Wonderful. Yeah. (laughs) So thank you for joining Evolution Revolution today with my honored guest, Barbara Marks Hubbard. Thank you so much, Barbara. Well, you're very, very welcome, and uh, I think you have got such a wonderful understanding. I really appreciate your work and you, and thank you. Thank you. Much gratitude to you for listening and supporting the revolutionary independent production of Evolution Revolution Radio. I wish you all abundant peace, joy, miracles, and love today and always. (laughs) Abundant angel blessings. Goodbye. Bye-bye.